Hello, and welcome to the Tap Market Podcast. I'm your host, Troy Scarborough. I'm an entrepreneur who has started, acquired, and more importantly, is focused on growing companies. In this podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs about how they got their start, what their company is about, what has worked for them to get to this point, and how they plan to build their brands. Expect to find actionable tactics that you can use to grow your business and get motivated to get through the grind into a meaningful entrepreneurial outcome that will change your life. I'm thrilled to have you here. Be sure to follow us on YouTube and Instagram at Tap Market, and let me know if you've been listening to the podcast. I love connecting and hearing from you. All right, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. This is Troy with the Tap Market Podcast. Thanks for coming and joining us. Today, we've got Caitlin Saifua. Saifua, you were close. Very close. <laughs> from Snacks by Nature. Caitlin, jump in and tell everybody about Snacks by Nature. What is the company and then how you got started in this? Absolutely. So, Troy, thanks for having me on. I love what you guys do. I love the vision behind the brand. And just to make you feel better... About an hour before my wedding, I was coaching my like large Italian family, had to say my new last name, which is Samoan. So it was pretty hilarious. So yeah, don't feel bad. Okay. So yes, I am the owner and co-founder of Snacks by Nature. It is a company I created with my 15-year-old daughter to serve families. The entire vision is to get families back out into nature and in touch with one another. And we want to fuel those adventures by providing high-protein, low-sugar, all-natural snacks to help go have some fun. So that is who we are. I love that. So I'm wearing Drew Camp's shirt. Fatherhood is dope right now. Shout out to Drew. He's my dog. I love the family-focused business. I have a 15-year-old daughter myself. We talk about her all the time. She's less interested in entrepreneurship than my nine-year-old son, who absolutely loves the businesses that we work on. Making it family-oriented is awesome. I applaud you for that because there's not enough teaching of business operations to kids these days in like the normal schools. You've got to take control of it yourself and do it. So what got you down this path besides maybe just having kids and saying there's not that many good options that don't have a ton of sugar in it and sugar is terrible for us. What got you to sort of pull the trigger to get actually moving down this entrepreneurship path. Yeah, sure. I had a comment about you as well, like being a dad and just being a good example. And I'll, I'll weave that into why we do what we do. So um, when my husband and I just started dating, I had like our second date. He's like, I kind of like you a lot. I want to tell you something. I'm not sure how you're going to take it. I kind of have a daughter. And I'm like, that's a really weird way to approach that conversation. <laughs> I like went from judging him so hard. But this kind of have a daughter correlated in fact to he was getting custody and trying to raise his second cousin. And so there's this little girl in his life. And when I met her, like Troy, my heart, like it's like, if I want to go animalistic, it was like imprinting. It busted my heart open. So I had this really, I've always been very entrepreneurial. And I think at a very young age, because I was gifted this gorgeous kid who was four when I was just 22, it just kind of breaks a paradigm, right? Like you don't have to go through and get desensitized into parenthood to like, just be there. So I think being present as a parent has always been very evident in just who I am. And then um, you go through the work, career, the whole thing, and you start to see yourself as a parent doing the things that you don't want to slip into. Like work is becoming the most important and, and the values start to be like, okay, wait, let's reevaluate where we're going here and let's keep the adventure alive. Let's keep what's fun about our family unit. Let's keep it. Um, just because you make a lot more money doesn't mean you should degradate that unit. So that's kind of how it started. My daughter's always had a very large 
impacted our life. We allowed that. We used to live in Washington State in Seattle, and she chose to move to Florida. So we literally moved our family unit across the country because this little girl wanted to do it. And we're like, why not? Right. And she came to me and she said, now this is fast forward. I have kids, I have Gabriel, who's about two. And we just didn't love the snacks that were on the market. And she's like, I really want to do something. I'd love for us to be able to do it. And I said, okay, let's do it. So I don't share this often, but I actually, I'm a high level executive for the company, but I also have a brand that I do for interior design. And I actually sold that company in order to help Shekinah with this company. I just want to be all in for her and to make it fun. So that's kind of how we started. And as a part of learning who our customer is and what journey they're on, we really wanted to get in touch with parents. Being in the executive world or being in the corporate world has given me a good viewpoint to like how to serve long-term customers. So we kind of just merged all of that together and I give her a big part of it. So she had to go out and find influencers. She had to go out and find our target market. She had to help me um, do our customer avatar interviews. And we started to boil down who we were, who we were serving. And that's actually where the Parenting on Purpose podcast was born, is realizing that these people need a lot, and me included, I am in that group, need a lot of tools to be a present parent and that they're just missing. So let's have some fun with it. And that's kind of how we got to here. She's 15. 15. That's incredible. And she's driving the boat here in a lot of ways. Learning it by being active, not just passively learning it by you really doing all of the work. That's incredible. I mean, she's going to learn more in that than she will in school. You think she'll go to college? You think you'll, you'll make her do entrepreneurship and then like part-time school? I have this debate with my daughter all the time. Like, College seems to be a ripoff, yeah. you know, at some level right now. I think it's a great question. And I'll go back by, I wanted to compliment you and the example you're giving to your kids. It's one thing to say it and for them to see it. But what I don't think we think about as parents is there's the primary benefit of I do this thing and it makes us money. But like think of the secondary and tertiary benefits. My dad is always happy. My dad is like tapped in. My dad has great relationships. My dad shows up in our life. Those are the things that come from the first principles of living on purpose and being purposeful with your choices. I'm not saying you cannot get that in a corporate world. Actually doing this has helped me even better in my corporate job. I'm just saying that following your heart in that way leads an example to your kids that you just can't really put into words as well. They just have to see it and they'll want to be more like that and emulate it. So for the college conversation, my daughter's actually homeschooled privately. I don't homeschool her because I love her too much. But we have, a, it's called Fusion Global. It's a private online institution. It's around the world. And she gets to pick her teachers. She gets to like interview them and choose them. She gets to pick her curriculum. And so she's, even though she only goes to school maybe seven or eight hours a week, she's killing and blowing past where she was in the public school system because it's just different. So what I will say to the college conversation is I never want to make a box for her to stay within. I want to provide a structure for her to grow through. And this is entrepreneurialism as well as parenting in general. With the school thing, it was like, here's what you have available to you. It's different than when I was a kid. If you could go to school and do this thing and go down the normal path, you know what that looks like. Or you can take this path or you can take the third door and kind of make your own. And I just let her kind of go. And I feel the same way about this business. Like I want to give her some responsibility, but I also want her to dictate what that looks like. And I take full responsibility for the success of this brand if she decides she's tapped out. But I think because she's not obligated to do a choice, she's enjoying it more. Yeah. So that's what we say about college. I'm like, you can go, go for the fun and for the experience of it, but you will be owning the house that you live in and you will be renting it out to people. 
And like, you will be doing it in a different way than I did college. (laughs) That's for sure. It's amazing. I didn't have any of those conversations coming at me when I was a kid. So it's taken me the later years of my life to start to reformulate all those thoughts, right? Like nobody was having the conversations. And I think it's so huge to be having them. I mean, I talk about with my kids all the time. Like if you ask my daughter, what are you sick of your dad saying? She's like, dude, the guy just talks about protein all the time. He's like, all he wants to do is just eat as much protein as he can. And it's like, I do that because we also talk about how sugar is terrible. And you have to literally lead by example, right? So I'm leading by example, like you were talking about eating more protein, eliminating sugar. The kids ask like, oh, do you want to do this or do that? It's like, I'm just going to do what I think is right. And they're going to see me do that. For instance, I played hockey as an adult. I, I broke my leg, as you know. I felt really fortunate that I got to still be playing hockey at my age with my kids and all of that. And it's the competition aspect is great. But I would go work out in the morning on Thursdays and I would go to hockey Thursday night. And my daughter, when she was playing in the fall soccer, she was having two-a-days. And she was like, oh, man, I'm going to be tired. I got a two-a-day today. And I'm like, hey, if your old man can do two-a-days at my age with my jobs and my side gigs and the podcast and everything, no excuses. Like You can go do it. And she just powers through it. It's all by example, right? So I can fully appreciate that. And I think we just need more of it. And it's interesting, right? Like I talk about this on our podcast all the time with parents. There's no malice and there's nothing wrong. Like we are fortunate to be able to have these level of conversations. Like if you dialed this back a few generations, this is stuff you would only have in a therapist's office. And now parents are being tasked to do this with their children on an everyday basis. I look at that as like a blessing or like in Maslow's hierarchy, right? Like we're high enough on the pyramid or whatever that we have the ability to instill these things in our kids. If we just couple that with a little bit of presence, they're going to go out and crush this ever-changing world and and they need to, right? It's going to be very different. We don't have the vernacular. We don't have the tools, Troy, to help them succeed. It's got to come from what they're learning. So the best thing we can do is set that foundation. But that's so cool. I didn't know how you broke your leg, but now that I know it was from hockey, that's like awesome. Kudos (laughs) to Brownie points. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I, I agree. It was much better than like twisting it in the backyard and breaking it. It was very much an aggressive hockey play. I ended up crashing through the net into the wall, Wow! totally broke it. And in true hockey player fashion, it was my left leg that I broke. I got undressed because it was the second shift of the game, got undressed, drove myself to the emergency room, because they needed to finish the game so no one else could. Like a true hockey player would, right? Yeah, that's it, man. It's all adrenaline. You're like, it's fine, fine. I'm using my other leg. That's exactly what I said. They were like, how are you going to get to the hospital? I was like, dude, I have adrenaline in my body right now. I've probably got 35 minutes before I figure out how my body's actually going to take a broken bone, potentially. So I just have to go. And I just went and I got there. Then I found out it was broken. But I could tell. You, you like Sometimes you just know with your body. And I knew it was not good. Especially as an athlete, you get really in tune to that stuff. I play football. I grew up with boys, so I'm like super tomboy, which is why my Simone husband and I get along so well. Uh, it was like right before a wedding, we're like throwing a pigskin. It's like, <laughs> but like we do um, turkey bowl every year, and it's always hilarious because we are in our 30s now, and so invariably, I say hilarious. It's I feel bad, but invariably, somebody always like breaks a finger, rips a thing, does this thing, and. After like enough years and enough wives calling us being like, stop it. You're like hurting our, our husbands. We're like, okay, we won't do them on Thanksgiving. We'll like sprinkle them in throughout the year. 
So nobody has to go to the ER on holiday. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you got to stay active. So you started this with your daughter. Where are you guys now? From conception of creating this, what have you guys been doing to get to the point where you are? I think you guys are sort of in this pre-launch phase. Maybe you can even set the stage with that. You know what you're creating. You're working on creating it to bring it to market. You're building an audience with the Parenting on Purpose podcast. What else are you doing to build this audience that you're launching the products to? Yeah, great. I appreciate the question. So we spent the first few months really learning the customer and learning what they would need. At the same time, we started to play. We ordered like everything off of Amazon. We went to Whole Foods and spent ungodly amounts of money buying everything. And then we would just have parties. I live in a really awesome community. So there's literally kids everywhere. And we like invited all these kids into our house. I wanted to use this as like UGC, but in every video I have this giant knife, like a machete that I'm chopping up snacks. And I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't put this on TikTok of me with a knife and all these kids. You don't see the parents. They're all there, but it just looks very Hansel and Gretel. So we, we can't use those videos, but we just did a bunch of taste testing and got to understand like preferences of kids and then preferences of parents. So there's a lot going on, but like from a taste perspective, there's textures, there's flavors, there's combinations. And like, by and large, I wasn't in love with the like seven combinations that were on the market. Like that's all there is. Maybe it's because I'm Italian and I love food, but I'm like, is that the limit of our creativity? Like cheese crackers and oatmeal with chocolate chips. Like, wow. If you get throw cranberry in there, you get really excited. So as we were understanding the preferences and where the parents saw a need, we kind of met in the middle and we had an end few products that we really liked. So we worked out, we had a few ideas how we were going to bring them to market. We could have done them ourselves and went into like a corporate baker situation. I actually hired a baker to make me those specific snacks that we wanted to see. And then we brought those as our final product. Then I had to make them optimized for Amazon and shelf life and those types of things. Because these, again, are baked items, right? These are things that we made at a bakery local. Like I had a friend who made them for me. So we sent them out for R&D and the food scientists and did all the things. And that's when we start to try and mess around with the macros a little bit. Evidently, parents don't care as much about fat, which is kind of good to know that we kind of got off of that and healthy fats are now acceptable. They didn't really care as much about calories at that age. And our target market is pretty broad. I would say like from three all the way to like 12. Most of the kids that were coming over were older than my son, but in that age group, because again, they are higher protein. These are really for active kids who are out in sports, depleting their electrolytes and needing something Like if you look at all the kids snacks on the market, you will not find any that are above three or four grams of protein unless you specifically look for a protein snack, but those taste pretty gross. So that's where we kind of found our niche. And we brought all of that to market. We had a product we loved and then we pre-launched. I didn't realize it was successful. I was pretty happy with the pre-launch. It was right before we went to the conference and we had like 53 sales um, in relatively short amount of time, about two and a half weeks. And as I closed the pre-launch, I got all of the PO ready to wire the money to the manufacturer. And she said, Hey, I have to be honest with you. We got back your latest macronutrient breakdown and we're a little off your target. So I was like, okay, what does a little off of my target mean? My target was two to three grams of sugar, natural sugars, um, eight grams of protein. She was like more than a cup of Coca-Cola in sugar. It was like close to 30 grams. And so the Sicilian in me came out. I was like livid. And so I was like, okay, you know what? This sucks for the moment. I have all this money sitting from these people who want this product. I literally can't even go to Starbucks without my barista friends coming like, hey, where are we with it? I have our, I'm so excited. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So that's what we need in our life, barista level accountability. But just to wrap it up, you know, as a parent, like you just want to be really proud of what you put out. And I don't want to put out crap. 
I'm not going to do that. I care too much about the community that we've built, what they deserve, what our children deserve. So that's kind of where we were with it. So I decided to wait. And I told everybody, anyone wants their money back, I'm happy to do it. But we're going to really make this thing and we're going to make someone we're proud of. So through our mutual connections, I found some other food scientist manufacturers who I think are much more capable for a long-term scale. So in the end, it was a good thing, right? It's just going to end up taking a few more weeks. So we just got some samples in. They're pretty close. We're getting there. I'm probably going to make one or two more tweaks because I'm a perfectionist. And then we're going to launch this thing. I'm assuming by the end of July, those should be ready to go. Explain the product just a little bit for anybody that's listening to this that hasn't seen it. By the way, everybody, when they come out, I'll be getting some and we'll be shooting a video and that may be launching simultaneously to try to help do the launch for you. But talk a little bit about what they are. They're kind of like bite-sized snacks, but take that further. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So the way they stand today and the way they'll probably go to market is we wanted to elevate our, and I'll answer your question, but the why behind it is I wanted to elevate what kids were exposed to at a young age in terms of healthy whole foods to try and bring some of that into their taste palette and then to put them with unique combinations you don't normally see on the market um, to make it really delicious. We have three different flavors in our first product launch, but they are basically quinoa, oat, and fruit and nut bars with a very little added sugars, hopefully no added sugars and just all natural. And then they have added plant-based proteins. Our main first launch was with the quinoa oat bar. So it's oat, quinoa, it had apples, it had coconut. And that's where a lot of the water content and the sugar were coming from that we were trying to play with. Uh, pecans and cinnamon. It was just absolutely delicious. Just definitely a higher flavor profile. And the kids loved it. All the adults were like, this is delicious, but it's way too healthy. We don't think the kids will go for it because it tastes too healthy. And so I was like, I want to play with that a little bit. So we had like 40 kids over in different groups. And it's amazing as parents, we like juxtapose our own limiting beliefs on our kids sometimes. And I do this all the time. Like my son's like, I want pizza. And I'm like, oh, he's only going to eat pizza. I have to give him pizza. No, if I put something else in front of him and he's hungry, he will eat it. So it's like getting out of your own head sometimes. But those are some of the ingredients. And it was cool to me. One of the like the fun takeaways is kids actually will make a lot more healthier decisions Um, then you give them credit for if they have the opportunity to. That's what we took away from it. Yeah, and it's going to take a little bit of trial and error. I I actually commend you for trying to change the flavor combinations because as a dad myself, I find that there's a lot of me too things out there that have not done that, that haven't been able to move out of, like you said, chocolate chip in oatmeal bars. It's just it's lame at this point. It's like something new and different will at least give us an opportunity to try it. Even if a lot of the core ingredients can be the same, I think that's going to be what stands out when you guys get to market is the fact that it's something different that you can resonate with people. And you're also going to market direct to consumer. I've talked about this with other people that have food brands. This seems to be the best path for everybody. Sell online, build your audience, build your community, find the big audience that you can serve that has this problem, launch, prove the concept direct to consumer. And then eventually someday, retail will either open the door for you or buy you or whatever it may be when it's successful. But it's much easier to reach that audience than trying to do something locally. I feel like in the grocery store, there's so much noise. Yes. And people are just trying to get through there as fast as they can because the experience hasn't been upgraded in forever. And it's just, it wouldn't work. It would be very hard or it'd be very capital intensive and therefore 
almost impossible for somebody to do and maintain 100% ownership like you guys have. We thought about this when we decided our launch plan, but when you think about nimble, small, able to make changes, really able to like serve a specific market, once you grow to a point where you're able to be in retail, you do lose some of that. So if you have a very solid foundation and you grow to that point organically, it's easy to keep it. You already have that brand awareness about you and that's what people love. So you'll keep that. But at the beginning, what I find is like a lot of people start making concessions to make it something that can scale. And that is why this has taken longer is because I just refuse to make those concessions. Um, it's kind of an Italian thing. It's called like slow food, but in Italian culture, not Italian American culture, but like Italy, Italy, they don't eat as much. They eat a lot slower. And there's a lot of emphasis around the communal conversations. The food is a beautiful liaison between the conversation and the family building. And that's something we're kind of bringing in to this brand a little bit, not in its brand package at all, because it's very like Polynesian, go get out there and the catch a wave kind of vibes, but more about like, if we can encourage families to get back out into nature and spend more time together, and we can provide delicious, fun, surprising, exciting snack options, like those are not words you normally hear in snacks. It's normally us just saying, well, what's available and what's convenient. And like, those are, those are boring ass words. I don't want to be associated with that. I want to be associated with this is delectable. My three-year-old yesterday, he's like, this is delectable. I'm like, that's what I want. That's still, that's amazing. Yeah. So that's kind of the why behind it. But yeah, it's, it's a journey, but I like the direct to consumer. I want, and this is the thing I didn't mention. The whole process has been them telling us our community picked our name, our community picked our logo, our community picked what we were going to do first. We have powered up popcorn trailblazing mix. We have all these things that we are working on and formulating. They picked the mighty morsels first. So we're really letting them lead the process because I, why not? Like when do you get a chance to do that? And the buy-in to me is just so much more fun when it's a community driven movement, very similar to what you're doing with tap. So yeah. <laughs> Where are you communicating with the audience the most? So I would say right now I have an email and I do like TikTok. My Facebook and my email are probably the most direct to the people that we already have a relationship with. Like these are the people who know who we are. They're watching us develop. So there's a small but mighty group there of a few hundred. And then we have like through TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, we're becoming in more people's awareness as we grow. And especially with the, the podcast, I was literally at the store the other day and someone walked up to me. This is nuts. Like this is the first time this has happened. I didn't know them. And they said they listened to my podcast. It was like the craziest thing. And she showed me on her Spotify and I was like, holy crap. Like, cause our, our family's picture is at the front of it. I was at the checkout line talking and I think she heard my voice and I saw her kind of look at me and I was like, hi. And then she's like, this is going to sound so weird, but is this you? And I was like, oh my God, like it was so crazy. <laughs> that is incredible. I had a friend call me one time who bought a Forrest and Harold wallet. He knew that I had the company and he was at a barbecue and a friend of his down in Texas, I live in Massachusetts, had a Forrest and Harold wallet. And he was like, oh my God, that's my buddy's company. And it was just like, wow. it was a very surreal moment. Similarly, to have people recognizing your business and strangers to me buying your product and enjoying your product and giving you honest feedback is awesome. Isn't that great? That's why we do it, right? Like you get so caught up in the journey. I was listening to a Tom Bilyeu podcast and the guy said, the only international currency is dopamine. Everything that we do is to release dopamine. The pursuit of happiness, money, whatever, insert thing, it's all a dopamine release. And for us, this path to becoming the better versions of ourselves and creating something to make impact on others that's a dopamine hit. That's why we do this stuff. But to see it 
in the community. It's so cool. It's so cool. It is. And it shows you're on the right track, right? The Snacks by Nature name is phenomenal, by the way. One thing that you've also connected on here is getting people out into nature. I feel like anytime I go to the gym or go do something out in nature, I am way more apt to not make an eating mistake in that day. And so somebody going with their kids out on a nature walk and bringing those snacks along, 100% going to connect in like you're talking about the dopamine level release and association to this being good for me, what I want to do. You're totally on the right path. I mean, that's nailed it level. I can't even believe snacks by nature is still available as a URL. I know. Well, it's not now. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> and it's trademark. I was on a hike with my, so I'm flying to Massachusetts like today, actually. My grandma's turning 90 and we're, uh, they mecca all in Springfield. So I'll be, I'll be in your backyard. But we were at, in Acadia, a bunch of cousins and I, when we came up with the name. But I try to think of things of multi-levels. Because when you think of feeding yourself, you think of food. But like you are fed energetically, like you just said, you're fed with dopamine. And what we led with a little bit ago is just that presence and being together, it kind of feeds you in a different way. And when you have that fulfillment, that wholeness, you can get as pragmatic or as woo as you want with that scientific, you don't need the dopamine as much from the food because you're getting it from nature. We said earlier that kids, given the opportunity, will make better choices than we think. We're the same way as people. You put us in a rich environment of stimulation that's feeding our souls and our spirits. We don't really need to eat an excess or eat all the excess stuff. Actually, eating from the earth feels very in service because we're spending time in the earth. So it's kind of like I don't lead with that as part of the marketing because I'm not sure how the we'll see how, how people resonate. But it's definitely within how we design the brand. So it's cool that you picked up on that. Yeah. So we've talked about this before and we'll talk about it for this audience out loud a little bit more because I, I want to try to get into some of the details when you're as early on as you are in your launching and your audience building, I know you're working on getting some sort of ambassadors, people that can work with you on creating content and are really aligned with your vision. I think that's going to be great because you can't do it all. You need to sort of prove that other people will come on board, even to yourself, and be aligned with the vision because then the vi- then you know the vision's resonating with other people to the point where they're willing to almost put equity into the brand as well and sort of delay some gratification to it. I think that's a big piece when you're early on building a brand to know that you're going down the right path. And if you're not, if people aren't resonating with it, what is the reason why, right? And you'll end up getting more clarity from those ambassador building opportunities as to how the brand could pivot to reach the scale level reach that you want to. Or get the right person, right? Like if they're not aligning with your vision, they're not right for you. Don't change the brand necessarily from its foundation. Find the right person. But I think the other things, the whole reason why tap market exists is co-marketing. If you can find the partners that talk to parents, that is going to be so key. Parents inherently love their kids and they end up spending a little too much money on kids than they probably even really deserve, if we're being fair. But we love spoiling them. And so I think the target market that you're going after are these people that are educated, that are trying to make these proactive, positive decision choices for their kids. So finding people like we've talked about, like Leah with the flipping holder, her audience is much further along. She's been doing it longer. But like that's the same audience, right? If somebody has a toddler that is spilling their 
juice pouches. They may have somebody have a kid that's even a little bit older that may be a good partner for you. And there's a lot of ways to work with companies like that that are even further along. It can be through affiliate linking, an insert in, in shipments with a QR code. Then Leah could make money driving some traffic to your audience. Um, it could be social media giveaways where you're both on the same level platform and you're just trying to drive audiences. It could be doing email blasts to each other's email lists and trying to convert those customers. There's a lot of different kids-focused brands out there. Kate from Mombox is another one that's been on this podcast as well as Leah that has a, a much bigger reach today. And someday you'll have a much bigger reach than somebody else, right? And you, you'll be reciprocating or getting a little bit of cash flow from co-marketing with them as well. And I think that the key behind that is these people that are buying the flipping holder, these people that are buying the mom box, they're all real buyers that have put cash down and invested in this family portion of their life that they have going on. And I think you'll get a lot of engagement from that. So I'll help you make some of those connections. I know you've made some connections yourself in that space, but I wanted to make sure that the audience here heard that as well, because early on, that could be a big needle mover for people when you're trying to get action. And that's the really fun part about this. Like there's the X's and O's and then there's the mindset. And, you know, typically one has to be in alignment for the other one to, like, to, to come easily. But like ever, ever since I met you, Troy, you're all value add, like the tools you're sending me on Facebook. And you can just tell when there are people who are just out to make an impact in the world and like just making those connections and meeting people like you. And it's been so cool for me to watch. And then in our own podcast, we've seen that too. Like I've had so many people who start to take the courses or partner like with the practitioners that they've heard on the podcast. And just to be a conduit of that, like from your seat, because I know because we do it, it's like so rewarding, right? Because yes, I understand that the bigger payouts are coming and the, and the bigger things are building, but like I get the same amount of joy when I get a DM saying, hey, I live in Nicaragua and I found the coach that you mentioned in London and now she's coaching my daughter. Thank you. We have this specific thing. It just makes you realize if you can do it on that level, you can do it on a larger level. And then it just becomes about finding the right who, the right tools, but you know it's possible. And that just gives you enough ammo to be super dangerous, right? Yeah, it's that abundance mindset. That there's enough room for everybody to be successful. There's no reason why you can't root everybody on to be successful. And it makes it easier to wake up every day and do the work. Like we have a lot going on. We're working on multiple brands. We've got day jobs, all this stuff. And if you were just grinding away, trying to steal someone's market share, you're just not going to have that same sort of ambition. Like I can't wait to come down to Florida. We, we typically go to Florida every year and swing by and say, hey, to Caitlin and see how the business is doing and tell my friends about her business. Because it's more interesting to me to talk about you and your business than it is to really even talk about like the Red Sox. You're out there winning, Troy. You don't need to watch other people win. You're playing a game. You're winning. So Exactly. Like Caitlin is, is the shortstop of kids snack food right now. You know what I mean? Like Leah is the DH of kids products. Like we'll talk about them all day. It's more fun for me. Maybe it's my weird thing, but no, it's, it's, it's your interest level. And I always bring that into like parenthood because like we're all on classroom earth. We're doing this thing called life on this ball hurling through space. And that's why I love nature because in our own minds, like if you ever look up the definition of psychosis, it is fascinating because we are stuck within our four walls of our mind. 95% of the time. And that's why being in nature provides those moments of clarity beyond what we can comprehend and allows you to really connect to the people that you love. 
in a way that just has benefits that we can't even really totally understand. But when you do that, what you are showing your kids is so much. There's enough to go around. I don't have to steal from him to be successful. I can uplift others and in turn be uplifted. Those are the things as a society, you don't start for those reasons, right? You kind of usually start because you want to add value to somebody, you want to make more money, whatever that is. And that's fine. Those are the things your kids see as long as you're doing it with some type of presence, which is why I say the, the higher level impact is just as exciting to me as the lower. It's more about like how you go about it and making sure that you're just present in the moment. Like I will be on a call or something and if my kid wants to come in and like literally he likes to play doggy with me, he's three. And I put a collar on my wrist and I let him walk me to the dog park. And I will literally shut my computer and go be on all fours and do that because I will never get that back. I will always be able to do this. But like those moments fuel every part of who I am. So I do hope, and I'll make this offer to anybody who resonates with it. My goal is to really connect amazing people like Troy, who are also parents. I don't feel like we have enough parents in this world who are living on purpose. And I don't blame parents. Everything in our society has put us in a space where it's challenging to do that and then be on top of your own shit. And now you got to deal with kids and all this stuff. But to, to see that as a blessing and not cumbersome, like those people are rare. So I've already invited Troy, anybody else who feels that way, like I'm super happy to open you up to our growing audience because those are the kind of things we just, the rising tide rises all ships kind of thing, but it fuels me up for sure. I love that. What's the thing that this community can do as you're continuing to develop? You've got a website that people can go on to and, and I think the pre-ordering is still technically open, correct? So I thought it was closed and I keep getting sales. So we're close to like 60 now. So yes, it is technically still open. And as soon as we get it, it'll be sent out. (laughs) We're recording this in early June right now. So it'll be a few weeks before this comes out. But if if so, go there, tapped market team listening to this, sign up, buy it. There's also a Facebook group and there's an Instagram page, Snacks by Nature. We can find you just Googling Snacks by Nature on those two platforms, right? You've got the Parenting on Purpose podcast is probably the most important thing. If people are into podcasting, listening to something on their commute, following you on YouTube type stuff. Yeah, I'm on YouTube and Spotify there. Um, we're pretty new on that. We're in our second month and we're already in our 30th something episode. I have over 50 like planned. But so we're getting on Apple uh, Music. But right now we're on Spotify and YouTube. And I would say just check out our vibe. And if there's anything we can do to co-support each other, reach out. You mentioned earlier about like getting kind of validation from other people and and co-marketing and how important that is. And it's amazing. Like when you start on this journey, you think about those things, right? I'm saying you worry about them, but you want to see that certain things are in alignment to make sure you have a product that is viable, that's going to add value to people. And it was so interesting because I never expected this, but in the process of going to pre-launch, I've had three different people offer me funds to invest in our company, not necessarily for equity, just to help us grow which is insane and amazing. And we're probably going to end up working with some of them. And I put a little bit of a pause on it because I try to make really long-term strategic decisions, but it's crazy to see. So I do see eventually us doing co-marketing. I do see us using micro-influencers or people who are in a space or email list. And if anything, I can do to help leverage the audience that we're building to help you guys as well. I think we all went together. I think too, like hopefully you share everything, like not only on your branded pages, but on your personal pages, because people are really interested in your journey through that process, right? I'm planning to do the same thing with everything that we're working on. But I think additionally, anybody that's listening to this, go to the podcast and give a five-star review. That stuff actually is helpful in the algorithms to getting results. So 
if anybody's listening to this, go do it for tapped market, number one, because that can be a little selfish. That's okay. <laughs> but also for the Parenting on Purpose podcast, these are so simple to like follow people on Instagram and give a few likes once in a while. That's what we're grinding through right now. And it takes a community to do those little things. And at first, when I first started, I was totally embarrassed to like ask for these favors. But I've never one time had somebody be like, hey, Troy, stop your like pyramid marketing scheme, blah, blah, blah to me, like something crazy, right? Like they all are like supportive because we're really working on real things that are meaningful to us and you'd be surprised how much people don't really think about you like that. You know, they're genuinely just willing to take the action, but they just don't know that you'd need the action. hundred percent. We always think about what others perceive and think about us. And for the most part, people are just worried about their own journey and two steps in front of their own self. They rarely look at you the same way you look at yourself. Like that's one of my best practices before I get on a call or a presentation or something. Like I look at myself in the mirror and I dictate to myself what the other person's going to see. Because we see all the stuff we are growing into, which is beautiful. And, you know, it's not even if you're not even a parent, but if you have a mother or father, a spouse, brothers and sisters, depending on where everyone is in their journey, you just show up differently when you start to see that in yourself. And you just it takes the pressure off, too. It just makes it makes it a lot of fun. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your time. I really liked the business personally. It'll be something that we will definitely be buying and trying and we'll continue to try to tell your story. I'm going to take my own medicine and I'm going to go follow the Parenting on Purpose podcast and share it to the tap market audience, share it to my own personal audience and do all those things. Because parents, if you're listening to this, get more engaged in your kids' lives. You're never going to regret that. Go do it. So, Kaylin, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your business. And we'll have you back as you launch more here. Hopefully the products are shipping out here in July, 2023. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for what you do and showing up. It's one thing to show up in your own life and to go toward your goals, but to take the time and, and the space to sow into other people on that journey, that takes a very special type of person, Troy. So I'm super excited to see what you guys build here. I will absolutely do the same and share it with my audience. And I'm looking forward to just watching you guys grow and flourish. So thanks for having me. And if you need anything while you're in Massachusetts, let me know. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. Hi there. If you found this podcast helpful, I would appreciate it if you took a minute to leave a review. This increases the reach to more entrepreneurs and other people interested in the products, brands, entrepreneurial stories, and their successes, so we can create even more positive small business outcomes. Take a screenshot, tag me in your social stories to friends. This means the world to me to know this podcast has influenced your day and life in a positive way, and that we get to be a part of your own journey. With gratitude from me, until next time, go make it a great day.